everyone! Welcome to the Fanfic Review, the brand new podcast nobody asked for, bringing you the worst pre-2010 fanfictions your 12-year-old self could indulge in. I'm Adrian. I'm Arthur. And we're gonna read you some really shitty fanfiction! Yay! When Arthur brought me the idea for this four hours ago? Something like that. Uh, I was a little hesitant. Um, because I didn't want anybody to find the podcast later and come back and hear their fan fiction, which they worked so hard on and have their dreams crushed and their writing abilities ridiculed. Um, We're going to be making fun of, of, of fan fiction. Yeah. It, it's, in case you hadn't got that. It's going to be bad. It's going to be some bad fanfic. But no shame. If you've written bad fanfic, Adrian's written more than you. I, <laughs> um, that's that's correct. I, and yeah, we're not we're not trying to shame anyone. We're not trying to make anyone feel bad. We just think that it's just really funny. Yeah. Plus, it's the stepping stone for being great. It's it's like you got to be bad before you get good. Yeah, ex- I've written. Listen, I also found. Like we, I find some good stuff yeah. when I'm reading through these. I found a Harry Potter fanfic today that actually reads like one of the Harry Potter books. That's awesome. It was aw- Yeah, I was like expecting it to be goofy. I started reading it, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah, is it as good as the uh, Harry Potter fanfic that we are writing together? Yes. Wow. Because ours is pretty great. I know, but they <laughs> included Ron speaking through a mouthful of toast. Well, I mean, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) But um, just, I understand that, well, we both understand, because we're both writers. Uh, You have to be bad before you can be good. And, hey, your really, really horrible Harry Potter fan fiction is just one small step in you becoming the next great American novelist. So... Or just novelist. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not American, I probably... The majority of people out there in the world aren't American, so I shouldn't speak so narrowly. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, our future intros aren't going to be this long. Yeah, no, they're not. We'll condense, I promise. Um, oh, and just to, um, like, put my money where my mouth is, in this, our inaugural episode, I will actually be reading one of the very first fan fictions I ever wrote uh, it was created on January 25th, 2010 at 7 p.m. It is titled, Do Not Read Dash Ever. And we're going to um, read it. And it is a Warrior Cats fan fiction. <laughs> so stick around and get ready for that. Um, but you're going to read yours first, right? Yeah, we're going to be, what we're going to be doing is finding fan fiction online, skimming it probably to make sure there isn't anything super problematic or potentially triggering. If we do bring anything to the table that has triggers, we'll mark we'll it. put it in the show notes and everything. Yeah, we'll so. put it in the show notes and we may mention it beforehand. Not sure. We'll figure it out. We'll it's try first, to. Yeah, it's our first episode. All right. So what I'm going to be reading is a two-chapter fan fiction entitled Remus Icy and a Dark Secret and the, the oh 
can I just say real quick, um, we're also going back to what I said at the beginning, we're not going to be choosing any fan fiction that have been written within the last five years. Uh, that's why I said pre 2010 fan fiction, uh, just so that, you know, oh, and we're not going to be choosing anything that's currently ongoing. Uh, we, we don't want to make anyone feel bad. We don't want to make anyone feel bad. We don't want to get in the way or in the middle of anybody's process. We just want to bring you, the listener, terrible fan fiction that somebody wrote when they were 13 years old. And and let's all just have a, a good, healthy laugh about it. Okay, that's out of the way. Okay. Back to you. Okay. So, like I said, it's titled Remus Icy and a Dark Secret. And it's written by a user named Icy Riddle. Ready. Um, this was written or this was published on December 19th of 1999. Where did you find it? is from fanfiction.net. Oh, good old fanfic.net. still active. Oh, yeah. That thing's just, like, published yesterday, which is wild to me. Fanfiction.net is older than the internet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Chapter one. Default chapter title. Also, I'm not going to be doing an English accent. I can't do an English accent. You should try. I would embarrass myself. Please. No. Please. Absolutely not. Maybe in future episodes. Okay, I'll, I'll train you. Okay. Chapter 1. Default chapter title. Remus Lupin studied the Hogwarts Express. The scarlet steam engine billowed warm clouds of steam. Remus lugged his trunk up to the door, and the conductor magicked it onto the train. Remus boarded and jumped happily into an empty compartment. In Diagon Alley, Remus had bought a case of chocolate frogs, a new treat, and stowed a few in his bag. He began to munch on one, and he heard a hearty knock on the compartment door. Also, I just want to point out, hearty is spelled H-A-R-D-Y. <laughs> Come in, Remus bellowed, and two tall boys strode Did in. Did you say Remus? Remus bellowed. Oh. Come in, Remus bellowed, and two tall boys strode in. Mind if we sit in here? There's no other place to stay. Sure, I'm Remus Lupin. You all? <laughs> I'm Sirius Black, said the gangly tall boy with long dark hair. James Potter. Ruddy, nice to meet you, Remus. Ruddy? Ruddy. Ruddy. Ruddy, nice to meet you, Remus. <gasps> Hi, Remus said, and wondered if they were already friends. I heard we have a new transfiguration this year. Elvis Dumbledore, Remus said, <laughs> trying to stir up some conversation. Very knowledgeable, my mom said, Sirius replied. My sister, Minerva, hasn't shut up about him. She thinks he's the best thing since peppermint toads. <laughs> James continued about Sirius's sister. She's got elected head girl. She's a seventh year Gryffindor. Oh, what? The houses, Sirius informed Remus. The name of the dorms. Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Ravencall, <laughs> James <laughs> recited. Those aren't the names of the dorms, they're the names of the houses. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be quiet. <laughs> they talked about magic and Hogwarts and Dumbledore and Diagon Alley. They began to talk about Hogsmeade's joke shop, Zonko's, when they pulled up to the station outside Hogsmeade. 
They were taken across the lake by a man named Rebus Rebius Hagrid. <laughs> Rebius Hagrid. <laughs> I'm gonna try to stay true to the artist's yes, yes. words. Yeah, okay. Here you go. Uh, Rebius Hagrid, who was quite young, but very nice. Then they had to face sorting. Black, serious, called Professor Binns, the Ravenclaw head teacher. Sirius sat on the stool and smirked at the hat. Gryffindor! Potter, James. James sauntered over and banged the hat on his head. He became the second Gryffindor. Lupin, Remus. Binns looked sourly at Remus as he sat on the stool. Er, powerful, but dark secrets within. Well, Gryffindor! Remus sat, breathed a sigh of relief as Malfoy Lucius was made a Slytherin. I thought, weren't they called in alphabetical order? Yes. <laughs> Snape! Severus! Oi! Slytherin! Slytherin! The hat, the hat um, yelled almost before it touched Snape's head. Remus, James, and Sirius walked up to Gryffindor, their bellies bulging. The feast had been wonderful. They climbed into bed, happy to sleep. In an instant, all thoughts of sleep was erased from their mind. Someone was screaming. Help! Minerva Black came running into their dorm. Hey, sis, had a nightmare? Sirius teased. It was Valde- Valde- Voldemort, she panted, her brow sweaty. Albus Dumbledore came bounding out of his chamber. What is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> Here is capitalized. Oh, man. <clears throat> it was Lord Voldemort, Professor, in Minnie's chamber. Dumbledore muttered something, grabbed his wand, and crept into the seventh-year girl's chamber, now <laughs> deserted. <laughs> Tom, stop, he bellowed as a shadowy figure stepped into a beam of moonlight. Don't call me by that filthy name, Albus. Why are you terrorizing my students? Why am I Lord Voldemort? <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> just wait, just wait. Fool, get away from this school! Yes, Bumblebee, hissed Voldemort. <laughs> okay, let me point out, this came out in 1999, which I, I'm pretty sure only three books were out. I'm gonna look it up and 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 say after. <clears throat> yes, Bumblebee hissed Voldemort, and he strutted out of the dorm and out a window, flying away in a cloud of mist. Dumbledore ordered everyone to bed, but no one could sleep. They sat up in pairs and trios, gossiping secretly about the event. Remus, James, and Sirius decided they had to sleep. Quidditch tryouts were tomorrow, and if you made the team as a first year, your broom could be shipped in. All three vied to make the team. Lupin, Remus, trying for beater, eh? Okay, loop the poles, grab the cone, drop it on that red pole, and then bat the bludger on a rope near the north goal. Got it? Remus nodded and mounted the school's best student broom, an old silver arrow. He pushed off and soared quickly through the poles, dived, grabbed the orange muggle cone, and zoomed to the red pole. It rung the pole, and Remus kicked in to hit bat the bludger 
It nearly broke its tether as Remus hit it on its sweet spot. If a bludger has one. Very good. See you tomorrow. You've made the cut. Remus handed the silver arrow to James, who aced his test by catching four snitches in 33 seconds. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> S-N-I-T-C-H-E-S. Four snitches in 33 seconds. <coughs> Hot damn. Sirius did pretty well in the Keeper tryout, and all three had made the cut. Keeper, Sirius Black. Beaters, Remus Lupin and Arthur Weasley. Chasers, Conan Longbottom, Minerva Black, and Gilderoy Lockhart. Seeker, James Potter. Go Lions! <laughs> Signed, Headmaster Doyle. Sirius Red and the three did a victory dance. Your sister made the team? James scoffed. She is pretty good, Sirius laughed. Did you hear who Minnie's going with? That McGonagall fellow. Eh, Lawrence, was it? Leonardus. I heard that Minister Dinwiddle thinks McGonagall's the one to destroy Lord You-Know-Who. Get real, that shrimp? Talking about me, a small voice said from behind Sirius. Hey, Peter. Nope, we're talking about McGonagall and Minnie. Oh, good, Peter Pettigrew said in a happy voice. The four walked quickly to charms. Wait, did he just... Is this, is this the first time he was mentioned? Yep. <laughs> no wonder he turned out to be so <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, oh yeah, the four walked quickly to Charms. Lupin all of a sudden had a twinge of guilt. He knew he had a secret. Would James Sirius, and even Peter, like him if they knew? Remus looked worri worriedly at his calendar. Tomorrow would be a full moon. He finished his classes quietly, avoiding Sirius and James. Peter seemed not to feel like hanging with them, so it wasn't hard to avoid him. Remus watched Remus walked lethargically to Madame Pomfrey's office. She grabbed his arm and pulled him outside the castle to the Whomping Willow. Young but dangerous it was. He prodded the magical knot and climbed in. The tree once again began to flail. The transformation began. Remus finally regained consciousness several hours later. He managed to crawl to his bag and fished for his small mirror. He was human. He lay back and went to sleep. Hey, Remus, where you been? You missed cheering charms. Remus felt too drowsy to answer. He looked at Sirius and promptly passed out. Me. Hey, man, wake up, please, James pleaded. That's our cats. <laughs> Remus woke up, staring into the eyes of Sirius Black. He scrambled to a sitting position. What, what, what happened? You came back, and you just kind of fell over. Lucky Severus caught ya. Remus looked around and noticed James, Peter, Dumbledore, and Severus Snape. Yipes. Dumbledore checked him over and sent him to bed. Sleep, was all he said. Quidditch practice up, Lazy Bones. He heard Conan Longbottom roar. The team was sitting in the common room of Gryffindor and gathered around their captain. 
grab your brooms. No talking today. Wallingbottom had arranged a course for them to practice on. He had let out an extra set of bludgers to keep them on their toes. As Remus mounted his broom, a Slytherin soared onto the field on his Nimbus 156. Conan shouted for him to watch the bludgers, but one pelted into his head with a sickening crunch. He fell about ten feet off of his broom, and Remus, Sirius, and Conan dashed to help him. Is he okay? Sirius asked worriedly. He might be, said a terribly worrying voice. We don't know who that is, just to clarify. Oh boy. Miss me in suspense. Mr. Professor Doyle, sir, Conan spilled, shaking. Trying to kill him, or just knock him out of action? No, we were about to start, and he just soared onto the field. I tried to warn. Detention, Conan, and ten points from Gryffindor. And you, Sirius, Remus, oh, get away. No practice today. Get away from me. <laughs> now I must help Mr. Malfoy here. Remus realized the hit Slytherin was Lucius Malfoy and stormed off in anger to the common room. Remus, what on earth did you swarm off like that for? Sirius yelped happily, dancing into the common room. I have a personal thing with Malfoy. Just didn't want to be blamed for hurting that git. Sirius laughed heartily and remind Remus of something cheerful. Christmas holidays start tomorrow. <laughs> They just got there! <laughs> what? Yeah. They just... They, but, after their first footage practice. <laughs> Wowie. What a jump. James, Remus, Peter, and Black filed onto the Hogwarts Express. James, Remus, Peter, Peter and, and Black. Black. Filed nice. onto the Hogwarts Express. Which is funny, because... The Blacks are the only ones where two of them share a last name. Mm -hmm. So you'd think that would be the one that you might want to differentiate, but no, nope, yep, that's okay. Nope. Go on. Sirius's parents had agreed to take the whole bunch for the holidays. They returned to Hogwarts, each with new brooms and sweaters. I just had the most wonderful idea in the world. Sirius, stop having ideas. <laughs> no, I want to make a map of Hogwarts. Something that shows where everyone is. Like that map in Wizards 3000 series. I really want to do it. What about the secret chambers and stuff? We don't even know half of them. We'll find them. Oh, come on! They dashed for the library and turned a corner in the twisting corridor. James went first. All of a sudden, James and a girl with flame red hair were lying on the floor rubbing their foreheads. What happened? James asked okay. dizzily. It just sounds like they like he fell on top of her and then just started nuzzling her forehead. <laughs> Probably. <clears throat> you smacked right into Lily here. You okay, Lil? Lily nodded, and James looked around with a goofy smile on his face. Ah, uh, come off it, James, Sirius begged, dragging all three of them off to the library. Bye, Lily, James called as he was whisked away. Again, no Peter. And here's Dumbledore's office, and Doyle's, and here's the Gryffindor Tower. Sirius droned as Peter mapped out his words. <laughs> now for the spell, he said as he checked the map Peter had drawn. Projecticus Populus Doticus! Projecticus Populus Doticus. 
tapped the paper. It came alive with little labeled dots scurrying around the map. Far out, James Chris. <laughs> Far out, dude! Holy shit, Peter! This shit's radical! <laughs> kids in the 70s! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I guess it's appropriate. They would have been. Yeah. They would have taken place in the, the 60s and 70s. <clears throat> Far out, James Croon and no, Remus. Start, start after that. I can't, I can't listen to that again. <laughs> Remus walked back to his chamber alone. James was convincing Lily to go on a date with him, Sirius was trying out his map, and Peter was doing his homework. He walked into the common room, which was deserted. He tarried around, but soon walked to bed. He crawled into bed and heard the most horrific thing imaginable. Lord Voldemort's voice. <laughs> I was gonna be like, miners fucking? <laughs> no. Sirius Black, you will be powerful, feared. Famous, come to me. Sirius's deep voice answered, Never. You might point out they're 11. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> oh my god. Then I will kill what is most important to you. There will be five <laughs> victims. I will kill what is most important to you yourself. <laughs> Remus wondered who the fifth would be. Apparently so did Sirius. <laughs> Lily, you know James loves her. It would pain you to the depths of your heart to see James heartbroken. But they just nuzzled foreheads like two seconds also, ago. this doesn't take into account any of Sirius's family. <laughs> <laughs> just his friends he's met two months ago. <laughs> no, Sirius whispered. Remus decided Sirius had one chance. Remus grabbed his wand and pointed it in the darkness. He whispered, Expelliarmus, and caught Voldemort's wand in one fluent motion. Huh? He heard the Dark Lord rage. Remus ran, grabbed Sirius's arm, and flew into the common room. He had one thought. Dumbledore, help! Headmaster Doyle, Professor Dumbledore, and Minerva Black ran to the room. Voldemort stood cornered. Doyle rushed forward. Get away, you foolish boy! Can I just mention what a poor design choice it is to have a Minerva Black and a Minerva McGonagall? Like, also, how is Voldemort getting into this dorm over and over? You know, he just a lockpick and a couple hours, I guess. Like, no, they have a password. They have yeah. a fat lady. Yeah, but how long have they had the fat lady? We don't know no, if the fat lady was there in the 70s. Just saying. Yes. Not even, Doyle. 70s? 60s. 60s. 60s, because yeah. Harry and the Golden Trio were born, like, in the late 80s. Yeah. So unless we had, yeah, like, so 60s. teen parents, James and Lily, it would have been 60s. I yeah. mean, throwing them off of this. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway. Get away, you foolish boy. That's Dumbledore to Voldemort, or Doyle to Voldemort. Not even, Doyle. I duplicate and surpass your powers by millions. Behold the power of the dark side. Green lightning flashed forward into Doyle's body. The headmaster stood for a second, then crumpled lifeless to the floor. 
Oh my god, Dumbledore muttered. Oh my god! Dumbledore muttered and sprang forward. In one, mo one movement, he had Voldemort running for the window. Remus grabbed Doyle's heavy arm. Are you alive? There was no movement. <laughs> He's dead, Dumbledore, he croaked and dropped Doyle's arm. Of course, Voldemort will not stop for anyone. Remus realized Sirius had sunk shocked into a chair and Lily was crying into James's shoulder. A blonde Gryffindor first year slid into the room. Aren't they all Gryffindor first years? Yeah, but this one's blonde. She asked Dumbledore something Remus couldn't hear. A moment later, she ran for her dorm in tears. Remus was worried, so he followed her. Uh, are you okay? He muttered helplessly. No. What's the matter? My dad. You related to Doyle? No. Dumbledore? Voldemort. Remus was taken aback by this. Ay ay ay, I suppose I'd be mad too. He tossed her his handkerchief. Absolutely, ay ay ay. Remus looked into her eyes. He recognized the light blue color as that of Voldemort's. What's your name? he asked. Amy Riddle. Most of my friends call me Icy, though, because of my eyes. No! <laughs> you? Remus Lupin. Another friend made is another betrayed, Remus thought sadly. Icy sobbed and Remus hugged her. Hey, we gotta go to breakfast soon. Wanna come with me? Okay, she cried, burying her face in Remus's arm. They six sat in the common room at the card table. What a group. Sirius, James, Remus, Peter, Lily, Icy. Remus guiltily thought of his secret. Dumbledore called them to breakfast. How long is this? I'm almost done with the first chapter. Oh, jeez. The year was over. <laughs> you skipped a whole semester! <laughs> first, first it was the train, and the sorting, and then Quidditch, and then it was Christmas, <laughs> and, now, and now, and now the year is over. What a jam-packed <laughs> chapter. J.K. Rowling's pacing. <laughs> Take notes. Minerva Black had a very teary last day. Leonardus McGonagall proposed to her. She was made the new transfiguration teacher, and her ancient owl died. Minerva Black is Minerva McGonagall in this. Because she's Minerva Black, and she's married to Leonardus McGonagall. What? Sirius Black passed with flying colors. He was packing his trunk in the tower. James and Lily had been going steady since Christmas. Remus was a little suspicious of them, but they were happy. Albus Dumbledore was officially named Headmaster Hogwarts. Voldemort continued terrorizing the school. Natch. Icy and Remus were fast friends. Remus sometimes wondered who he spent more time with, Icy or the guys. Icy was really upset about her father, and Remus found peace in helping her sort out her problems. But there was still Remus's secret. Wouldn't that be such a great band name, though? Icy and the Guys. Icy and the Guys. Icy and the Guys. Should I? I was right, by the way. It was Prisoner of Azkaban had just come out in 1999. I love it. Oh my god. 
That was... Something. That hurt me to listen to. <laughs> listen, I've written fan fiction way worse than that. Well, here's the thing, though, is that there were so many spelling errors <laughs> that it was really hard for me to read. And, like, I-I-I, I which... I-I-I, for just so you guys know, was spelled E-Y-E dash Y-I dash Y-I. Aye-yee-yee! <laughs> but, um, yeah, it got... There were so many spelling errors. I'm really curious to see what kind of errors I have in mind. So I wrote this, not to, like, date myself or anything, but I was... 11... 11. Yeah. Oh, I was, no. You were old. I was young, almost you were young. 12. <laughs> okay, well, I'm 21, and I wrote this in 2010, and it's 2019 right now. I can't do simple math. What is that? 12. I was 12? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I was 11, almost 12. Or 12, almost 13. You were 12, almost 13. 12, almost 13. All right. Yeah. I'm shit at basic math. <laughs> I, I recently, like today, found my old flash drive. And I had so many pieces from 2011 and 2012. And I looked through, I had more fan fiction than I had original pieces. I had Percy Jackson fan fiction. I had Maximum Ride fan fiction, Harry Potter fan fiction, Black Butler fan fiction, two like hundred page warrior fan fictions. <laughs> one of which I'm, I'm going to be reading the first chapter of here. I have Full Metal Alchemist fan fiction. Oh, it, it goes on. Not to mention, you know, me and all my geeky friends when I was younger, like role playing. Oh my God, you name it. If I had even a passing interest in it, I had an OC and they had a whole story to transition into my, my fan fiction. Cats. <laughs> Cats. I'm okay. I haven't looked at this in years. I've not heard this. They haven't heard it. I've been. I, I didn't read it beforehand. I wanted you guys to have my rawest take of of my own, and the reason I want to share some of my fan fiction. And if anybody's interested, you know, I'm I'm willing to put my life on the line, you know, for all the bad fan fiction writers out there. I'm one of you, and I real I want to showcase. The fact that this is, this is satirizing. No. I'll just get into it then. Um, but I have to edit this. <laughs> yeah, you do. I want you guys to know, uh, for those of you that are familiar with warriors, um, they're clans of cats. And at the very beginning of every book, it shows you what cats are in each clan. You're going to have to read us this whole... First page. No, of God, all the no. Characters. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just saying. In each book, there's like a rundown of who's in each clan and like what they look like and what their names are and what their role is. And I have that written down to include my characters. And uh, without further ado, please, God, read me some bad fanfic. All right, I'll remind you all. This is titled. Do not read ever by Adrian me. <laughs> Chapter 1 
I'm ready. My body is prepared. Just give me a sec. I'm gonna do my best. Drew lay in the kitchen asleep, warmed by the heat from the oven. His paws and whiskers were twitching in his sleep. He was dreaming, dreaming about the forest. He was hunting a mouse. The sweet scent filled his mouth with the warm freshness. He ran and ran until he came to the end. He could not stop. A force was pulling him over. It felt like evil. For a moment, all was silent. He had fallen over and was sure he was dead. <laughs> then he remembered that this was a dream. All of a sudden, he felt a paw on his underbelly. He looked up only when he was safe on the ground, but so out of breath. He was surrounded by cats, strong and muscular cats, <laughs> filled with sense of the forest where Drew had never really been. One stepped forward and said, Black shadows will rule the forest. <laughs> But not in every way. <laughs> that's our. That's now. <laughs> that's. Oh my god. Uh, Nell is our cat. She's black. Yes. Then they vanished, leaving no scent that they had ever been there. He thought that he could see stars in the form of cats galloping into the night sky. No period. Next paragraph. He woke with a start. His sister, Bree, came up and shoved him with her shoulder. Shut up, will you? I can't sleep when you're mewing in yours. <laughs> you shut up. I can't sleep when you're shoving me. Apparently you aren't sleeping if you have so much time to talk. Hey, watch it. Both of you kits, just be quiet, their mother cut in. She was a tabby named, wait for it, for those of you that know, Princess. I'm trying to sleep too, you know. Sorry, Mom, I just had a weird dream, Drew said. Okay, and the way that I punctuated this, dream, period, end quotation, comma. <laughs> That's fine. That's okay. It's high time to get up now anyhow. Bree, be nice to your- <laughs> Shut up, guys, I'm trying to sleep. Never mind, we have to get up. No, 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 it's, it's worse. Bree, be nice to your brother while I go to make dirt, she said as she heaved herself up out of the bed the food givers gave her and her kids. I hate that. Oh my god. So much. Once she left, Bree whined to her food giver even though they had only been there for a few days. As she came running in, Drew shied away while Bree ran up purring and rubbing her black pelt against her food giver's leg. He had never felt comfortable with the food givers. He watched from the corner as Bree ran to her food bowl and mewed pitifully. He heard the food giver give a high-pitched grunting noise that made him grunt. He backed farther into a corner when he saw his food giver run out and look around for him. His black pelt helped disguise him in the shadows, yes, against these bright orange <laughs> cabinets. That's how every cat thinks, though. That's true. They're like, I'm hidden. I think I really captured the essence here. <laughs> His, his food giver looked around once more and then called, his, then called his name. He dared not come out, but his tight collar and the dust behind the home, his dust behind the, quote, couch, end quote, as he had heard it called sometimes, was making it hard to breathe. He finally gave up and slinked out, slowly and cautiously. His food giver saw him and scorned him at once. God, this is so boring. <laughs> 
It's not even funny. It's just like, <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> Drew looked up and saw his food giver's face. He had had quite enough. He gathered up as much strength as he possibly could and bit his food giver as hard as he could. <laughs> oh, sorry, possible could and bit his food giver as hard as he could. Wait, but I thought the food giver was <clears throat> scorning him. Yeah, and it made him pissed AF. So he decided to bite the hand that feeds him. I guess. His food giver dropped him at once. Drew could still taste blood in his mouth as he ran out of the room to the cat door. He darted behind the flap that always banged his nose. He saw his mother give a startled look as she watched him race by her out of the yard. Drew, get back here right now! Drew! Drew! She wailed. <laughs> when he did not return to her, she let out an exasperated grunt. Drew looked behind him only once as he looked for his food giver. He didn't see it. He looked at the vast forest. He had heard stories of big, mean cats that came out and ate you. But Drew believed them only as kit tales. <laughs> he looked back once more at home before turning back to the forest. Then he remembered his dream. Black shadows will rule the forest. <laughs> but not in every way. Good callback, though. He wondered what it meant. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> I thought I could control my dreams, he thought. <laughs> you too, kid. You fool! <laughs> you fool! He decided to go and explore the forest first. After all, it didn't seem that big. He could be back before dinner time. He wearily- Wait, was this the morning? Okay. I mean, they're cats. <laughs> That's 16 hours a day they'd be sleeping. That's fair. Oh, oh, yeah, no. If he leaves in the morning and it's not that big, he'll be back before dinner. Yes, this seems pretty big, though. I mean, he's small. Listen, it's fine. He wearily took a step into the forest, twigs crackling under his feet. He slowly parted his jaws like he saw his mother do when friends came over. She seemed to recognize her friend's scent before she saw them. He wondered if it would work for him to- Oh my god, you're alive. How do you not know this? <laughs> As he opened his jaws, all different scents flooded his mouth at once, because he's never opened his <laughs> mouth before! Jesus Christ. Ugh. He could not determine what any of the scents were except his mother's scent that he knew all too well. He decided to explore before she came looking for him. He trotted far- Why is he smelling her that- If she's far enough away that she can't be watching him, how is he smelling her? Shush. He trotted far into the forest, letting the shade cool his black pelt. He slipped through the ferns. He opened his jaws once more, looking for the smell of mouse that he had that had, had a very faint trace of from his dream. But instead, he scented cat. <laughs> he had never scented it before. He whirled around and came face to face with a huge, tawny-colored tom with amber eyes. Well-scented, the cat said. <coughs> For I kicked. Drew straightened up and tried to size up the cat and see if he could pounce and then make a run for it. If you want to attack a cat, don't make it so obvious. I know what you're thinking, and it's okay. I won't hurt you. You're just a kit, and I can smell your fear scent. I'll take you back to the edge of the two-leg place, and you can go back to your mother. <laughs> Get it out. There's more. Well, scented. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
I don't want to go back to my food giver, my sister, or my mother, Drew yelled at the cat. <laughs> and I'm not a kid! Be quiet, the cat hissed. We'll scare off all the prey from here to the camp. Camp? Drew asked quizzically. Firestar, are you there? The cat asked to nothing. Yes, Brambleclaw. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> Another cat said from the ferns behind Drew. He whirled around once more and saw a lean, well-muscled, fire-colored cat slipping through the ferns. So they're both orange. <laughs> no, the other one is, hang on, I'll find it, Tawny. So go fuck yourself. I lost my spot and it's your phone. Oh, okay, I found it. <laughs> You look like a picture of my mother's brother. <laughs> I could always imagine him looking exactly like you. His name was- <laughs> Yeah, if you have a picture of him. Also, <laughs> also, why does he have the vocabulary for what a picture is? <laughs> Just- But doesn't know what a couch is called. <laughs> and has never scented another cat in his <laughs> life. <laughs> God. Okay. I could always imagine him looking exactly like you. His name was Rusty, but my mother, Princess, says his name was Firepaw, then Fireheart, then something like Fiery Star or something. Oh my god, they literally just said his name. Like, <laughs> she was moved to a different pair of food givers a few days ago. Me and my sister Bree, too. My name is Drew. What's yours? The flame-colored cat looked at the kit in awe. What? Drew asked. You are Princess's kit? Yes, Drew answered slowly. And I don't want to go back to her or Bree. Princess is my sister. He turned his gaze to his friend. Brambleclaw, you remember Princess, don't you? Of course, Firestar. When I was a kid, I heard you talk about her to Graystripe all the time. <laughs> she was Cloudtail's mother, right? Right. Drew cut in. Wait, wait, wait! You are Rusty? No, not Rusty anymore. That was my kitty pet name. <gasps> now... Now I am Firestar, leader of ThunderClan, and that's, this... That's our fetish. My kitty pet. What's your kitty pet name? It's called a fursona. God! Now I am Firestar, leader of ThunderClan, and this, he said, flicking his tail to indicate the other cat, is Brambleclaw, my deputy. What's a kitty pet? Drew asked. My dear kin, you are a kitty pet. <laughs> you are just so stupid. House cats, Firestar replied. Oh, let me get this straight, Brambleclaw cut in. You are Drew, Princess's son. You ran away from your two-legged mother and sister and decided you could live in a forest on your own. Firestar, should we take him to the edge of the two-legged place and take him back to Princess? No, Firestar said. <laughs> that would be too responsible. We shall take him to the camp and let him meet Cloudtail, Squirrel, White, Leafpool, Jaypaw, Lionpaw, and Hollypaw. I might be good for him. After all, they are kin. Then we can take him back to Princess, the older cat finished. Very well, Firestar, Brambleclaw replied, dipping his head in respect. Come, he said to Drew, waiting by, staring at the cats and all. They set off at a brisk pace toward a huge, twisted oak tree. 
Sky Oak, Firestar explained. Drew had to sprint to keep up with the older cats. That's rude. Firestar, Brambleclaw said. Firestar looked back at Drew and immediately slowed his pace. I got caught up and forgot that you were little more than a kit. Forgive me. I can keep up, Drew stated, out of breath. You know, he said as the cat started to walk, even though I'm younger than you, doesn't mean that I can't run faster than you. Yes, it does, the older cat replied. He's definitely Cloudtail's kid. So stubborn, Brambleclaw murmured to Firestar. What? Drew asked. <laughs> Let's keep going, was all that he said. How long is this? Oh my god, why is this chapter so long? I don't know. Oh my god, there's... <laughs> I, I can't... There's no way. I can't read this That's all. too much. Okay, I'll I'll try to, like, find a good place <laughs> to stop. Because this is... It's... Oh my... It's like five pages. And it just goes on. Okay, it's hang just on. It's a wall of text. <laughs> None of the cats talked on their way back to camp. Drew thought that something caught his eye from behind a tree. He looked again, and he noticed that it was a pair of eyes staring right at him. Drew got nervous and looked ahead at Firestar and Brambleclaw. Please do. Drew got nervous and looked ahead at Firestar and Brambleclaw. Firestar spoke. Hollypaw, come out and meet Drew. The eyes blinked, and then a black cat with green eyes came up cautiously and sniffed the newcomer. He smells funny, Brambleclaw. Where did he come from? He looks like a kitty pet, the she-cat This is Drew. He's kin. Firestar's sister's son, he told her. Oh, was all that she said. They came to a drop in the stone hollow that took Drew's breath away. Firestar led them to a tunnel lined with thorns and squeezed through. Brambleclaw close behind. Then Drew cautiously crept through the thorns with the black cat right behind him. When he emerged, he saw a bunch of cats in the clearing, staring at him. Firestar, what is this? A cat called out. Firestar ignored her and leapt onto a, a rock ledge. He called out, Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey come below High Ledge for a clan meeting. Hey, that's verbatim from the book. I, I know. No, you don't. I've read them. You have? Not all of them. I've read a bunch of them, though. Most cats were already out, but a few emerged from a crevice in the rock. Firestar motioned for Drew to come below High Ledge and sit with Brambleclaw. He called out, this is Drew. Some of you may know Princess, my sister. This is her son. She was moved here by two legs with Drew and his sister Bree. Brambleclaw found him while we were out patrolling, and he does not want to go back to his mother. I want so let's to just let him. I want to give him a chance to join the clan, just like the chance I was given. Yowls of disagreement rose from the crowd. Screw Princess. Yowls of disagreement rose from the crowd. Why should we? He heard a cat call. Yeah, Firestar, he's- why? He's just another mouth to feed, come leaf bear. Silence, Firestar hissed. The voices died away immediately. Drew has kin in this clan. He even has a brother here. I was once a kitty pet, but they didn't send me away, and look at me now, I am a clan leader. Yeah, that's right, we didn't send Firestar away. In fact, when he joined the clan, I disapproved, and I fought him. But during the fight, Firestar's collar broke off, and he gave me the snake in my ear. If Drew is anything like Firestar or Cloudtail, he'd make a good warrior in this clan, a cat said. Some rando. <laughs> no, thanks for that exposition, Longtail. If any kitty pet has enough courage to even think about coming into the forest, let alone doing it, he has a chance to have a place in this clan. My decision is final. He may choose if he wants to stay or go. Drew, he finished, looking at Drew. I, 
I guess I'd like to stay, he paused, looking at the clan. If that's okay with you. Okay, I... <sighs> he has made his decision, Firestar said. Brambleclaw looked at Firestar and he nodded. Brambleclaw walked over to Drew and put his teeth on the collar and ripped. The collar came off and Drew actually felt free for once. The cats in the crowd gasped in shock. Lionpaw, Hollypaw, show Drew around, he ordered. Lionpaw was a golden tabby tom. Firestar called to some other cats. Another one. Leafpool, Jaypaw, come here, please. That was all that Drew heard before the cats jumped onto the high ledge and disappeared into a cave. That's where I'll, <laughs> That's where I'll we're gonna leave off. For now. So, <gasps> so just know. That was a marathon. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to question whether or not we should do this. Yeah, we should. We should. Yeah. You think people will actually listen and be yeah. interested? And... Yeah. Oh man. It's... Depends on whether or not your your warrior cat's pick remains so descriptive of <laughs> everything that happens. Hey, I mean, I had good attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah um, you did. <laughs> too, too much, maybe. <laughs> a little um, bit too blow by blow here. But we did want, uh, we, we want suggestions. We want people to uh, tell us to find... Terrible, terrible ass fan fiction, and send us send it um, to us. Send them to us at fanficreview at gmail dot com. Review spelled R E V U E. Yeah, fanfic review R E V U E, and we will we will take a look. Uh, we have a few requirements. Nothing published after two thousand ten, please. Nothing ongoing. Nothing. It's nothing ongoing. That's about the only rules that I had. Try to keep it safe for Rook. SFW, yeah. I'd say. I'm not picky. I just don't want to read smut. <laughs> not my thing. Address all the smut fanfic to me, please. Yeah. Put in the subject line for Adrian. For Adrian, some smut. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take smutting for you. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, send us those and we'll take a look. Please don't forget to review us on whatever platform you're listening to this on. It'll or just help. text us if you're one of the first one of the first listeners and yeah. this isn't on anything yet. <laughs> yeah, if you're like I'm I'm just I guess we'll probably re-record this once we actually have a finished cut. Yeah. <laughs> and put it up. So if you're just a friend that we <laughs> that we sent this shit to, thank you for making it through. I mean, you can text us like a thumbs up you want just that no context no context thumbs up i'll know what it means i won't but that's okay i'll know i'll know you know that i'll know (laughs) um yeah that's a wrap